Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Hello and welcome to Asia Tech Podcast. My name is Graham Brown. We are in the offices of RHT Law, Taylor Wessing in Singapore. I am with Asman Jafar, who is the Deputy Managing Partner of RHT Law, Taylor Wessing. We're going to talk about angel investing. We're going to talk about due diligence and also what could go wrong, how to get it right. So, Asman, welcome to the show. Hi, Graham. Hi, thank you. And thanks for joining us. You've just stepped off a plane as well. So I just uh, got off a plane from Hanoi. Exactly. Um, it's a lovely weather and lots of disruption along the way. I think that's how life is set out to be in the first place. We, we like disruption in the startup industry yeah. as well. So, Okay, so let's talk about angel investing. And um, obviously, this is a big part of your advisory. And it's what you're going to be talking about next week at the event at the Great Room. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's start at the top. What's your contact with the angel community, Asman? Um, we usually come across angels largely because um, a lot of the times um, when you deal with, well, particularly in this day and age, when you deal with a lot of technology companies, um, at the point in time when, when, when they're looking at the exit of their investors or they're going into IPO, uh, you'll always come across a set of poor investors right at the bottom of the barrel. They're the ones who originally invested into the company. Um, most of the time, these are the angels. These were, these would be the people who believed in them. This would be the people who were close friends of, of, of the father, the son, and everybody else. Uh, people who would take the risk much more than the venture capitalists would take the risk. And these were the early starters and then the, the early set of investors that would have come mm-hmm. into the company. So we usually come across them either at that stage or at a time when uh, before the second or third round investors come in if, if they do want to exit. So a lot of the time we, we, we do get to deal with angel investors largely because uh, new investors are coming in or that uh, the companies are, are going to something bigger. So you mentioned that they're at the bottom of the barrel. Are they? Is, is it sort of a lack of education? Is it you know, a character trait about angels that sort of gets them into these situations. Maybe we can talk about some of the situations that angels get into, mm. sort of repetitive patterns. Uh, when I mentioned bottom of the barrel, I didn't mean it in a derogative sense. I meant bottom of the barrel, meaning they were the first. Uh, if you if you pile layers of layers of coloured sand, the the, the 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 coloured sand right at the bottom will be the angels. They're, They're the ones the who first came into the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the military sense, you might call them your special forces or something like that. Right. They they ran with their gut. Um, I I, th- I think there are some. Uh, there, there are many aspects of angel investing in which we can talk about, uh, largely because of the nature of the investment and the time of the investment, or at the time at which the investment is, is, mm. is actually made. Um, so, those, uh, given those circumstances, I think uh, uh, you know a lot more can be said about how uh, angels maybe should invest. Um, you know, some people say that um, you know even even for angels themselves, that perhaps they should do what. Most people would 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 say is the uh, uh, um, you know um, uh, ideal for for investors uh, of, of such nature mm-hmm. that you invest in things you know about. So, but you know, in in I, I think when we come across a lot of angels, I think we notice that a lot of angels do things largely for their own reasons, and not less. You 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 might not be able to find two angels who share the same ideals. Some angels would spread their their investments across, uh, you know, very varied assets. Uh, some are more specific. Some tend to do only uh, uh, technology work. Uh, 
Mm. Um, I, I think angels will have their own reasons why they want to go into things. And I think half the time it's either the passion, the interests, or, well, you know, ideally it should be because of their knowledge of that industry. Mm. Can, can, before we sort of get into the challenges, can we draw a profile of what angel investors are and what maybe they aren't? What, what are they? Are they professional investors? Are they family or they're people that have had an exit that go back into investing in that stuff. What's typical at mm. the moment, especially here in Singapore, because I think it's a little bit different as well. Mm. People who may be familiar with angel investing in Silicon Valley, for okay. example, there's a lot of second generation entrepreneurs yeah. paying back, isn't there? I, I, I agree. I, I think there's this, there's, there's, there's probably a, a real segment where uh, the angel investor could have come from the larger business families mm. uh, with some old money um, and maybe with uh, with uh, a more interesting uh, uh, educational background, they were uh, uh, they would be in a better position to to understand uh, the nature of the investment they're going to make. But on the other hand, I think a lot of the angels I've come across actually um, are second generation uh, uh, um, uh, entrepreneurs, if you like. They have already invested. They've made money. I think. You know, I, I mentioned earlier on to you when we were offline that um, um, angel investing is 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 very akin to punting. Mm. Um, you know, you you're you're taking a bet on a bunch of entrepreneurs who have come up with a business model or plan or a set of services or uh, or product that you think will change the world, and you want to make money from it. Um, I, I think you'll come across many who have done something similar. Or may have been themselves an, another uh, entrepreneur in in their last life, uh, deciding that um, it'll be a good time now that I've made my money to to actually put my money to good use. Mm. So many of them, I think, would have come from that background. And I think the the ones who uh, are, are more passionate about uh, and, and and in in more ways than one can probably be more involved with the. Uh, investee companies as as well as the entrepreneurs are the ones who have done this before. Right. Uh, do they come with their own blind spots? So when they look at deals, they may have the domain knowledge, but they may also come with certain ideas about how business should be done and, and may not be, like, you know, we entrepreneurs, and I class myself as that, are eternal optimists, which can always be a bit of a challenge. Well, isn't it? I, I think it goes without saying it's the package. Um, if if um, there, there are some there, there are some intro, uh, 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 in, uh, angel investors I know who uh, who are more inclined to invest in certain types of companies, largely because of the way they position themselves as um, you know a a, a, a classical uh, um, uh, uh, specialist, if you like, in, mm. in in that aspect of business. And I think you 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 tend to see more and more of that every now and then. Um, but um, I, I think at the end of the day, um, when when you're the entrepreneur um, and you are pitching to angel investors, um, you, you you're at a spot in your in in your timeline where you don't have much of a choice. You're looking for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you're speaking to three guys who's going to give you know uh, 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 you know different components of that two hundred fifty thousand dollars to you over the next hopefully in the next one month or so. So if, if one is more demanding, one's a, one's a very nasty person and the other one's actually very, 
very knowledgeable. I mean, that's that's the bet you take. I don't, I don't think you're looking for somebody who, uh, who just invests. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the time the entrepreneurs are just are looking not only for the money, but they're also looking for uh, somebody who has access to domain knowledge or sometimes even access to other aspects of the market, like the the uh, the capital markets. Uh, people who have access to the larger investors, people who have access to the likes of Tomase, the people who have access to the venture capital companies and so on. So I, I think there can be varied reasons why, or many reasons why uh, 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 entrepreneurs will choose uh, to approach certain type of angel investors. And I think it's just the luck of the draw. I mean, if, if, you, if you're meeting three angel investors, uh, each with his or her own uh, uh, character sets. I mean, that's what it is. Mm. Just have to live with it, uh, or else go and find the money somewhere else. Exactly. Can we talk about where that could go wrong? So, what are the typical? Well, I don't want to talk too much about horror stories, but what are I, common mistakes? I, I, I don't think I, I don't think it tends to go too wrong. I think the best. I mean, it, unless you're dealing with a novice angel investor, mm. but I think most angel investors know that. Um, you know, the, the the business need to run. Um, they need to let the business run. They need to let the entrepreneurs do their thing because they're the specialists in these areas. As angel investors, probably the best thing you can do is ensure that uh, you've done your bit uh, of preparation before the investment is made, right? Uh, I think there's some talk nowadays about whether angel, angel investors should spend a little bit more time helping investee companies develop the human capital aspect of, mm. of the business. Uh, I think there could be some truth there because uh, in a lot of technology work that, that you see nowadays, the, the same guys who who are experts at coding are not necessarily the same people who can uh, do management mm. or will have management skills, um, can uh, uh, become team leaders, uh, can inspire their lot of 30 employees, uh, know how to judge character, and so on. Uh, you you will have you know a mixed bag of such people in your organization. So I think, I think angel investors who think that it is ideal for them to spend time helping investi- their investing companies develop human capital, uh, uh, you know, would would have found their own niche, uh, if, if you like. So we talked about what founders should look for in angel investors. What about angel investors when they're looking at startups? What, what I mean, they don't have the resources or the time necessarily to go out and do mm. due diligence in the same mm. way a VC could do. They don't have a team of analysts. They don't have those kind of resources. What's left? What are the options for an angel? Um, I think the, 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 the passion aside and the rush of the investment mm. uh, aside, I, th- I think um, and a lot of people say this all the time, whether angel investors should actually spend a little bit more time um, undertaking uh, better due diligence than, than they ordinarily would do. Um, I think due diligence is, is you know, un- unfortunately usually linked to professionals like lawyers and accountants, mm. but due diligence can comprise a number of things. Um, we usually, in, in the technical sense, we usually talk about due diligence from a commercial angle. So if somebody says that this is the best thing that, um, you know, since fresh bread was ever invented, that um, then you you should really you know get into the market to understand whether this is true, or whether it is you know it, it is it is it is tenable. Um, it could well be that there could be a competitor that that we've not heard of, or that uh, unfortunately your 
uh, your your investing company might not have considered uh, as a, 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 as a threat uh, to whatever they they have invented or they have brought into the market. So I, I think there's a commercial aspect of that, which sometimes is not the easiest thing to do because commercial due diligence requires you to have dom- domain knowledge of the area of business. So commercial due diligence usually means that you have to either know the business yourself or that uh, you know enough people who can bring you into the inside story about how that aspect of business is run. Uh, secondly would be the, the financial due diligence. I think that's, you know, quite squarely that that's how you interpret all the numbers. Uh, I think um, uh, 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 a good friend who is an accountant who can help you give that, that kind of practical advice is usually useful. And then lastly is, is the legal aspect of due diligence. You know, what kind of documentation, what kind of rights, uh, uh, where are we going with this? Um, uh, uh, wh- you know, what kind of exit uh, are the parties looking at? Um, what are the rights and obligations of the parties? How do they regulate themselves within the investing company? Usually, you don't find a role for the angel to do uh, uh, within the investing company insofar as the business is concerned. But I think uh, angel investors still uh, would need to do due diligence to understand uh, the business better to understand the numbers better and to understand how the rights and obligations of the parties, particularly when you're dealing with things like, you know, a lot of technology is, is has got to do with uh, intellectual property rights. Mm. You know, uh, a, a lot of codes is, is actually copyright. I, and you can see that large tech companies sometimes just steal um, uh, steal the intellectual property, make the money, and then when they've, they've dominated the market, they just pay whatever damages that, you know, to the poor sod who lost the, right. you know, who, who lost the intellectual property in the first place. So um, it's it's quite a dog-eat-dog world. So in, in a sense, technology companies are quite susceptible to, to risk like that. So I think um, uh, a fair amount of due diligence should be uh, allocated for if, if an angel investor is coming up with uh, with uh, an investment plan uh, for an investing company. Now, I've, I've come across one, uh, it's not actually pure technology, but it was it was something to do with uh, the treatment of waste. And that somebody had told, uh, and this, this bunch of people who are friends of mine had told me that this is, this is the real deal. This is this is going to make us rich. We we will retire after this. And then they're asking me, Asman, do you want to, you know, do you want to, do you, do you want to uh, uh, invest in this as well? Uh, and guess what? In the end, by the time it was all kind of midway done, uh, and and they, they they have already approached angel investors before even the angel investors had come in, um, they were doing their own due diligence because the technology came from one of their. Uh, uh, one of their fellow uh, entrepreneurs, uh, one of their fellow uh, founders as well. Um, it was found out that this technology actually belonged to somebody else. Wow. Um, and he, he just kept it quiet and he was he was quite... Um, um, it, it's a strange... Um, it, it was a strange moment because notwithstanding the, the evidence that we had got because we did some... We, we did some patent uh, uh, investigation and said that no, look word for word. If you look at the graph, it's actually the same graph. And I said, oh my god! Then, but then when he approached the the, the founder, the, the the founder was very nonchalant about it. He was basically saying, no, 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 it's a different thing. But but that that goes to show. I mean, 
and and you can imagine that when you do pattern investigation, it's it's quite costly. Mm. So it's not it's not exactly cheap. And you need to know what to do. And you need to know what to right. do. So, technically, the way I, I I look at things is that um, you know a good a good angel investor who have done this before would probably have a good set of friends mm. who would sit next to him and and advise him on everything from, um, you know, the the, the accounting, uh, right down to the legal aspects of what you should be doing and. Different aspects of technology sometimes require uh, different treatments, uh, and somebody who has well, if he doesn't have, his, uh, you know, his his own access to the domain knowledge, then uh, somebody who can give him access to the domain knowledge. Uh, I think those those three aspects of due diligence are, are probably most most crucial. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it, that investors, especially that second generation of entrepreneurs, going back to that character trait of being eternal optimists sometimes maybe feel they can do this all on their own. But what you're suggesting, Asman, is that, you know, a proper angel investor, a, a, you know, a, a competent angel investor should have a team around them. I mean, they don't have to be on the payroll, but they should have this readily accessible network uh, of people they can pull on. I, I, I wouldn't want to tell them how to do their stuff, but but I, I, I would imagine that um, um, I, I do have, I have come across some angel investors who, who share common friends, Hmm. All right, and and these are people who, for you know, for very little money, would just give them the necessary advice. I think, I, I think lawyers, like anybody else, or for that matter, accountants, will do their part for their friends and do their part for the business as well, and see if, well, if if I help you out here, when when the deal comes through, can you introduce us to this? Hmm. Or at the end of the day, share and share alike. I mean, if if something comes through, let's work something out. I I think it's always possible for 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 angels to do that. And I know that some angels actually do do that, mm. uh, but you 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 can imagine the the amount of work something that has got to go into this preparation is is actually quite a lot. So un- unless the angel investor is is happy to uh, go by the gut, like what you said, you know, be an eternal optimist, look at something and think that this is the best thing that's ever happened since the advent of the internet, mm. then then fine. Then I mean, if 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 the investing company makes it, it makes he makes his money. If it doesn't, right, he, it's he, a gamble, he doesn't. isn't it? It's a it's a yeah. very big gamble. I mean, it's okay. Huge you can Afford to lose the money, yeah. and it's just a punt. Yep. Yeah. I mean, let's go to block seventy nine. How many is it? Seventy nine or seventy one? Seventy one. Yeah. Uh, go to block seventy one and just see how many of the startups actually last the first yeah. three years. Yeah, and ask me again in a year's time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. I'm an angel investor, as an example. I'm looking at a deal which has been forwarded me through my network, mm-hmm. through referrals. Like you said, friends often. Graham, you've got to get a piece of the action. Take a look at this so that, you know, it comes with a referral. Where do I start? What would be the steps I need to go through to approach this diligently? Where, where do I, you know, what's the first step I should undertake? Apart from obviously meeting the founding team, and you know, what, mm. in terms of sort of engaging people like you and that sort of professional team well, around them, what's the? I, I, I think steps? most most angel investors would have set up their own thresholds, um, their their own checklist of things that they need to do. I think, I, I think I, I do know some angel investors who just don't do certain types of investments. So, in other words, um, as 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 an angel investor, you probably would have to sit down and decide how you're going to spend that money over the next three years to start with. Do I do only tech? Do I do more than tech? Do I do services? Do I do this? Or do I just go by my gut? So assuming that you have decided you, you know, it's A, B, or C and that's how you're going to do it. 
uh, I would imagine that the next best thing to do is to decide how you're going to 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 do this. I'm I'm sure the majority of say uh, 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 the the proposals that come to you or the pictures that come to you may have come from friends, hmm. friends, and you know if you like a, a bunch of very common friends, people who say that hey, you got to look at this graph, you you really got to get a piece of this action. This is great. Look look at it. You know, we once spoke about this, remember? And then yeah. somebody actually came up with, with the same thing, right? And it actually works marvelously well, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I, I think that gives you a sense of, uh, a, a sense of security. Mm. Uh, true or false is maybe another, uh, another discussion, but, a sense of security in the sense that others have also uh, reaffirmed, if you like. Yeah. Uh, Filtered it. In yeah, a way. yeah, correct. Feel, you know, telling you that this is the thing, right? Um, and I think that um, w- w- one thing important about about the uh, investments of such nature is that angel investors need to always be able to take a step back and decide, I mean, all that euphoria aside, right? Can you just sit down with the people who brought you the deal uh, and, and, and the friends as well who brought you the deal and, and decide, okay, uh, who's done what? You know, have you, you can always share the information. Um, it is not uncommon for angel investors to share information amongst themselves, like, oh, I've got my lawyers to look at it. All right, they said A, B, C. And then another one said, that I've got my accountants to look at it. And they said, you know, D, E, F. And, you know, an, another guy will come and say, okay, I, I know the commercial side, all right, and this is what it is, and and, they, and then they share it, and I think that gives you that the level of security and comfort that you want. Mm. So it's going to be a question of, and I don't think that this is the only way to do it. I'm sure angel investors do it in so many ways, uh, and I think this is just one of the more obvious ways, if you like, for myself. Mm. I, I've I've seen people who, I, I got many years ago in the during the prior to the dot com, uh, uh, during the dot com boom, if you like. Um, a bunch of friends from the army uh, came to me and said, hey, there's something I'd like you to see. And we spent weeks on it, right? Literally weeks on it. We would meet every Saturday to talk about it and all that. And one friend will introduce another friend, right? So it started with uh, uh, an, an, an ex-army buddy who, who who lived, he still lives in, in, in California, uh, and uh, you know he he got hold of this guy, this guy, this guy, right down to the engineer who who developed the AI engine, uh, and he will introduce and he would call on friends to bring in uh, different domain experts mm. in that area, and it was largely to do with freight. Uh, you know the the story was about freight and how freight at that time was not as open as today. Today a lot of things are open bits, right? Uh, freight in those days was sold uh, at different prices to different customers. So if if I were if I were a freight forwarder, I would sell freight to my best customers at this price and to everybody else at another price. And there's no transparency at all. And companies were not willing to give that level of transparency. Well, cut long story short, it simply failed because from a market due we didn't do the market due diligence. We knew what the market was like, but we couldn't tell whether the market would behave in the way we wanted it to behave. We want we thought that the market would open up, not just from the customer side. The customer obviously would benefit from this if if there was transparency. Uh, this was, if, if you like, uh, uh, freight. We were looking at freight like uh, as though freight was Trivago, if you like. Mm-hmm. You know, you put freight on an open platform, 
They say, you decide what you want. Do you want this? Do you want that? Or do you want that? Uh, but the market was not ready. The sellers of freight were not ready. The people who sold freight and carried out freight services from shipping companies to airline companies were not ready for this. And because since they had such a stranglehold in the market and the demand from uh, uh, the demand from customers were were not as strong, if you like, or customers were not as strong then, it just simply couldn't take off. It was a marvelous platform, all right, with the AI components and all that, but it just couldn't get off the ground. So in that scenario, what should angel investors do in the, the market due diligence? Should they talk to those elements of the value chain? Should they go out and sit with them? Should they call them up? Is it just simply an email? Is it buying an off-the-shelf report? Where do they get that kind of information from? I don't know. I I think sometimes you need... Well, I'm I'm, I'm sure in in, in the marketplace there are are visionaries nowadays, people who look beyond how the market is functioning today. Uh, I I think it's important for, for, um, for angel investors to have access not only to uh, uh, information and knowledge from the current market, but also where the market is going. Mm. Uh, a good understanding of that is almost like predicting whether conflicts will still be relevant tomorrow or will be eating something else. Or maybe granola will take place or will, will take the place of, of, of conflicts. I don't know. I mean, I mean, the whole point to this is that, I mean, just like electric cars, I mean, right. is it going to be the thing? Uh, nobody knows. Um uh, but at the other day, I think what's frightening is that if, when when you hear stories about how China is going to deal mm. with pollution, is is that going to bring about a revolution in in having in in our in in how we deal with cars? Uh, because China is such a huge market. If they start developing this and and then uh, 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 and and when technology uh, reaches that peak, uh, it might just swarm the world with. Uh, with electric cars mm-hmm. and our understanding of uh, going to a petrol station to 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 get gas nowadays would not make sense anymore. We, mm-hmm. we need to look at something else. And then, of course, when when you talk about those kind of changes, if I'm if I'm if I'm an uh, entrepreneur who comes up with a with a system where I can turn my 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 uh, my uh, uh, the three point plug at home into something that you could charge your car, you can imagine, you know. If, if you could imagine a little bit more things along the way and, and say that this is how it's going to look like in about five years' time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's the challenge as well. That's the challenge angels. as well, yes. Because I, I guess, uh, you know, for many, for generations, an angel investor could have been a domain expert and, you know, could have built a career around a domain and, you know, be the top of his field in that domain. And that would have been enough. But now, I mean, like you say, automotive, who would have known that? Apple or Tesla or Google or Baidu or Alibaba, you know, names which have nothing to do with Detroit would suddenly be disrupting that whole industry. Mm. So that's a real challenge, isn't it? Because you could make a punt on the whole career of your instinct based on what you've seen and suddenly that could be rendered useless by a complete disruption coming from nowhere. So to your point about, you know, you have to talk to industry leaders. This is the challenge for angel investors, isn't it? To constantly challenge their knowledge and to know what's going on um, and and to actually learn to become an insider i i, I think dealing with um, um uh, knowledge of such natures is, is is extremely vital in 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 this day and age it's not enough 
if if you read it on the Financial Times or one of the other maybe uh, 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 tech-related uh, magazines or periodicals, it's kind of too late. Yeah. But the inside information about how what what Tim Cook is thinking at night before he goes to bed, now I'd like to know that. I mean, I'd, I'd like to know where they're going with, uh, with with their business because that's going to give us because they would usually build an entire ecosystem, you know, to support the business that they're going to go into, and that's where we're all going to plug in. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, um, you just look at the app market for iTunes and, and and Android. It's all got to do with all these guys who decided to build an entire ecosystem for their smartphones, uh, which otherwise wouldn't have existed. Uh, and because of the the kind of numbers that you can generate, if if I successfully develop an app that is going to be used by two hundred million people, and I'm selling it at two dollars a piece, God, it's it's unbelievable. Brave it's new world. Of, it's a brave new world. Exactly, Asman Jafar. Everybody, it's been a, a pleasure and a privilege talking to you, and thank you for sharing your insights with us. You'll be back next week. Well, if you're listening to this, you may have already missed the show. You can catch Asman at The Great Room in Singapore, Wednesday the 6th of June. And you'll be there and you'll be sharing your insights. It'll be an interesting session as well as I suppose you'll be open to Q&A and you'll be around after the session as well to interact and to network with people. Asman, thank you for coming today. Thank you for sharing your insights. I know it's been tough for you straight off the plane from Hanoi as well. So you've held up very well. Thank you. Thank you very much, Grant. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.